This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 334 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, which you can find at LogicalLoss.com slash 334, we're going to talk a little bit about riptides. What the heck does that have to do with weight loss? We're going to talk about the battle of green goo. And we've got a success story. And also, if you listen to the end of the show, I've got a little bit of a PSA that will give you a little behind the scenes of what happened when I was making this episode. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I want smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. If you are new to the show, I am not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, just a person like you trying to lose weight. And I was doing pretty good. Now, last year, I lost 30 pounds. I've gained about half of that back. And I was in the process, I had like two weeks where I was going down about a, a pound, maybe a little over a pound a week. And a couple episodes ago, I told you about B-Minder. And it's this, uh, it's an app. It's really a website. Their app is kind of a, um, oh, a subdivision, I guess you could say, or it's a report card of what's going on on the website. And I still do not like their graphs. Somebody that works there is way into data. I just need to know, am I on track or not? But what it does, I started using it because the first time you set up a goal, it's free. And what this does is it kind of shows you, you you basically say, look, right now I'm saying I want to lose a half a pound a week. I started off like, let's start off with a nice, easy goal, nothing to kill myself with. And I was right on there. And this is what I like about this tool is you can wake up. And for me, I have the why things uh, scale. So it automatically enters. I can't cheat. It automatically enters my weight into the system. And if you, so you have kind of a, just, just picture a road. And and in this case, it's yellow. So it is kind of the yellow brick road. And if you're on the yellow brick road, you're cool. And it shows you what you weighed and it gives you a, a running average and all this other stuff. But I had a friend of mine that uh, had a death in the family. And once again, Americans will not in this case celebrate, but you get basically uh, pelted with casseroles when someone dies in your family, right? Everybody's like, oh, here, just eat something, right? Is that the way it is? I mean, it's sad. I'm not trying to make fun of somebody dying, but we do 
instantly shower people with food because we figure, well, you don't want to cook. So here, just eat, which is really not, it's thoughtful. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying here, right? It's too bad we couldn't give them, I don't know, movie tickets or something, which of course they would then go there and eat popcorn. But nonetheless, uh, I was around all this food and uh, didn't want to be rude, of course, which is stupid. And uh, sure enough, went right off the yellow brick road. And that's kind of why I like this thing. Now, when you do this, let me explain how this tool works, because it's kind of interesting, especially if uh, in previous episodes I talked about Pact. Pact is no longer. This was an app where you would say, I bet $10 that I will exercise three times this week. And if you did, nothing would happen, except you would get a portion of all the people who didn't hit their goals, their money would go into a pot and it would be divided up and you would get some of that. And I made like in three months, I made something like whatever, $27 or something like that. It was because you would literally make like 70 cents a week, depending on, you know, how many people didn't make their goals. So they put out a, uh, a post. This is at beminder.com. And um, they say, here's the, the biggest difference between packed which in some cases, you if you didn't hit your goals, it cost you money. And in some cases, if you did hit your goal, you earned money. Now, again, it was pennies, but you earned money. And so they like to say, they basically, you never make money with B-Minder. They say, here's the biggest differences. Uh, they never, if you set up a goal to go to the gym three times a week, starting on Monday, you can put it off uh, and go to the gym three times on Sunday. That will not work. They never let you play catch up. Uh, B-Minder does let you get ahead and bank your visits for the future. So if you know you're leaving for a tour or wine country on Thursday, it's fine to do your workouts on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So you can't just like, okay, I'm just not going to eat anything for two days. That won't work. If you fall below the yellow brick road, then B-Minder will charge you your pledge amount. And then here's the key. And increase the pledge until you reach your pledge cap, but we don't make you catch up from there. So I went off the road. They restart my, uh, whatever you call it, my goal. And they, I have mindset to charge me $5. I didn't want to go, you know, which is stupid in a way. Some people might say, look, put some skin in the game, man. But that's the way it works. And so they say, the first time you derail on the freebie goals, if you want to try this for free, it's zero. And they basically then freeze your goal and you can't do another goal until you enter a credit card. But again, they don't charge you yet. You continue with your goal. Uh, you'll need to at least make a $5 pledge, which will change the next time you derail. It says with each additional derail, we increase the amount of money you have pledged and it can get expensive fast from $5 to $10 230 to 90 to 270 to 810. It says, if this sounds extreme, that's fine. It's the whole point of this. Now, the, the thing is, you get to set the cap. So my cap is at 30. I'm like, I'm not going to spend $810 uh, to, uh, to get this. So keep that in mind uh, if you want to use this. But I do like the fact that when I wake up, the first thing I do is, well, the first thing I do is go to the bathroom. The second thing I do is weigh myself. And it's nice to go, okay, I'm on target or eh, I'm on the edge of the yellow brick road. I better really 
stay focused today. Because let's face it, that's half our problem, isn't it? The fact that we lack focus for a day because somebody died and all of a sudden, bam, there you go. And it reminds me a little bit. I was listening to a book by Michael Hyatt. And the book is called Living Forward, a proven plan to stop drifting and get your life and get the life you want. And it's really all about the fact that there is no life balance. If, if you're like, oh, someday I will have work-life balance. No, no, you're not. Because sometimes work needs more. Sometimes life needs more. What you need to do is, is figure out what is it you want to do with your life. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And are you doing what you're doing to help you get to where you want to be? And he made a great point. He said, if you look at your calendar, Sometimes we look at our calendar and we look at them and say, these are the reasons why I can't do whatever you want to do. And he asks, are those really reasons? Or are they just excuses? And sometimes they are, right? Family, friends, things like that. And sometimes they're not. They are excuses. They're, they're busy work. They're things of that nature. And that, for me, kind of hit home because there are some things that I I do for I run the school of podcasting, and I realized a, a couple months this year I spent looking into technology that I would never recommend in the first place. So it's like I was kind of going there to see if it would change my mind, knowing that it probably wasn't. And in the end, I spent two months looking at technology. They go, "Nope, this is awful." I was right. Well, that was kind of a waste of time, wasn't it? So, is there anything on your schedule that if you really looked at yourself? You could say, yeah, that's really more of a distraction than a reason. And so I, it's kind of helped me. I like that book. I also read the book, uh, Make Your Bed. And it's by some major general so-and-so. And it was kind of funny because it made me flash back a little bit because my dad was a uh, in the Air Force, was a drill sergeant. And... I, it's one of those things I didn't know that until later. My dad was a long distance tri- truck driver when I knew him. And it wasn't until later when I found out his background. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Because he was a no nonsense kind of guy. He did not have the world's biggest sense of humor. Yeah, it's by William H. McRaven. And it is basically kind of a tough love kind of thing. Like he explains how he was a Navy SEAL. And there were times when you're a Navy SEAL that you're your boss, your captain, your whatever, would just look at you and go, you're a sugar cookie or something like that. And you were forced to run out to the sea, the ocean, whatever, get wet, go on the sand and just roll around. They called this a sugar cookie. And it didn't matter if you did something wrong or not. And the lesson learned from this is sometimes life sucks. So there's there's a little bit of like hard love, suck it up kind of thing going on in this book. The point of the title Uh, make your bed is that it just shows you that you have an attention to detail. And, and I get this. There are, are other books. Does this clutter make my butt look fat? I think is the name of a book. And I also agree with that. I know I just feel better when I keep my apartment clean. And when I wake up and I walk downstairs into my kitchen and there's the dishes are just overflowing the sink and the cat box needs cleaned. And I'm just like, ugh. Whereas if I just do a little bit of work every day, it puts me in a better mood. So to get back to Beeminder, I kind of took a little tangent there. 
what I like about this is there are these things called riptides. Now, I don't live near the ocean. There's not a whole lot of surf in Cleveland, uh, and I live about an hour south of that. If you've never heard of it, a rip current is uh, sometimes called a riptide. It's a specific kind of water or current which can occur near beaches with breaking waves. However, a riptide can often be hard to see and absent from breaking waves and only recognized by a ripple on the top of the water that heads out to the sea. Uh, a riptide is a strong, localized, and narrow current of water which moves directly away from the shore. And so I was reading this book by Michael Hyatt, and he was explaining how in the story there was a guy that was in the ocean, and he, there was out everybody surfing, and this guy doesn't realize it, but he's in a riptide. And so what will happen is when you realize it and you look up and you're like, oh, how did I get so far away from the the beach? You will turn around and directly swim the shortest route, right, to the beach. Well, the problem is you are going against the current. And this is how people end up dying because you're you're going the wrong way. And so somebody in the story went out to this guy and said, instead of swimming the the narrowest path to the to the shore, you have to swim kind of horizontal to the beach. So you're you're just swimming sideways, for lack of a better phrase. And then what happens is you swim out of the tide, out of this little river going out, and then you can turn towards the beach. And so in this story they did. And they got done and they were exhausted. And the point of the story is sometimes life has a riptide, right? A a death in the family, uh, you lose a job, your marriage crumbles, relationships crumble, whatever happens. And a riptide comes along and just takes you out to sea. And you don't know where you are unless you have something that you can look down and go, oh, wait a minute. And they say that if you look at like a riptide, if you look at the ocean from like a helicopter or a plane, it's really easy to see these things. But when you're in it, you don't know you're in it. And so that's kind of why I I really, I, it's weird because I really don't want to use this B-Minder tool. I just think it's ugly. I, I said before, it looks like somebody... Uh, had a mouthful of Skittles and sneezed on the screen. But I do like the fact that I can wake up in the morning and see, am I on track or not? And there are other tools that often will let you put in a goal. I know uh, MyFitnessPal does, uh, Fitbit does, but none of them show you, am I am I on track or not? They just show you that, hey, I weigh you know 212 and my goal is 180. And you go, yep, that's still 30 pounds away. But you don't know that like based on, hey, I'm starting today and by this date, I want to weigh this much. It Most of them don't show you. Now, I used to do that in Excel, but the more you add to this, the more uh, steps you add to tracking your fitness, uh, the more likely you're not going to do it. It adds more discipline to it. So I like this because in this case, I have the wide thing scale. I step on it. That's it. That's all I have to do. I have to weigh myself. So... Whatever it is, you maybe you want to start tracking your weight. Maybe you want to see, am I going up or down? Because I wasn't surprised 
uh, because this this took up the better part of a week of my life of of being there for this person. And I saw the scale slowly going up and slowly going up and slowly going up. And then sure enough, the one day it's like, yeah, you're, you have, and it, let, and it lets you know you have 24 hours to get on goal. So I'm weighing myself at 1158 and it's like, no, you didn't, you didn't make it. Sorry. And I like it now because uh, when it reset, it's like, okay, you are, if you keep going at the rate you're at, you'll, you, you will, let's see, derail, I think is what they call it in 11 days. So I'm, in other words, I'm pretty safe. I'm I'm pretty much smack dab in the middle of the yellow brick road. So my point to this whole thing is, do you know if you're on track or not? And this is where having a date for your goal, it's one thing to say, I want to lose weight. It's another thing to say, I want to lose, you know, a half a pound a week. Okay, well, how long are you going to do that? Well, let's see if I'm going to lose 30 pounds and I'm going to lose a half pound a week. That means I'm going to be losing weight for 60 weeks. That means you should be able to to somehow figure out if you're on track or not. Because if you don't know if you're on track or not, it at least for me, it inspired me to go, oh, hold on. Time to get back on trail. And what I did, which is hilarious, again, we try to uh, cram our health, is yesterday I ate almost well, first of all, I did this instead of eating two eggs, I ate one instead of eating a big salad for lunch with chicken. I just ate a bunch of lettuce with salad dressing on it. And I was really surprised that I wasn't starving. That's something that's interesting. Try eating less food and see if your stomach grouse because I, I, I was definitely hungry come lunchtime, but I wasn't like, Oh my God, I'm eating. it wasn't that it, it wasn't that bad. Then I rode uh, 10 miles on my bike, came home, and walked 10,000 steps. So I'm cramming for my trying to get under the the goal here. And in the end, they're like, nice try, but no. (laughs) You can't lose two pounds in a day. You can gain two pounds in a day, but you can't lose two pounds in a day. And that's just the, uh, the nature of the biz. So see if you can't find a way to know if you're on track or not. Because for me, that motivated me to go, ooh, I'm, I'm going off the road. Even though I should know, every day I should wake up and say, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's bunker down. But having that little graph, for me at least, helped me get back on track. The website is beminder.com. It's a free app for your smartphone. What I want to talk about is the Battle of Green Goose. Yes, the Battle of Green Goose. We're talking Organifi, Zuma Juice, and Organic Greens. Now, it's interesting because I actually just bought, well, let me tell you about that in a minute, because I bought a, a different one. But if you're a member of the Logical Losers, LogicalLosers.com, I actually did a live video where I showed these off, and you can actually join for a buck. It gives you access to our private Facebook group, a little behind-the-scenes action. And it helps keeps the lights on here at the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. So uh, Organifi goes for about $2.33 a glass. Zuma Juice is $2 a glass. And this other stuff called Organic Greens is about $0.75 a glass. And so I really, all of these look hideously gross. I mean, it looks like you're drinking grass, for lack of a better phrase. And I was really amazed because I've seen videos of people on YouTube where they drink it and they're like, 
So the first one I drank was Organic Greens. And I'll have links to all of these if you go out to logicalloss.com slash 334. And I was really surprised. This tasted a little bit like tea, like a very mild tea, not a strong taste at all, almost no taste. But the taste that it had was a little tea-ish. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Organifi, a little more expensive. And we'll get into some of the ingredients that's, that are in that. But uh, it's um, it's a fairly well-known brand. They have a really strong social media presence. And I drank it. And again, this one almost had no taste at all. The Zuma juice. Now, Zuma is interesting. Uh, Organifi was nice enough to send me a, a couple packets of a free sample. And Zuma, no free sample. I had to spend $10, but I got a free like blender bottle kind of thing. And it's interesting because that brings in the law of reciprocity, which means, hey, you did something nice for me. You gave me, you gave me, in air quotes, he said, you gave me a free blender bottle, but you made me, ten do- made me spend $10 for three packets of your stuff. Zuma juice, again, was a little different because I drank it and you're like, hey, this isn't that bad. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, we have aftertaste coming in and it was not great. Now, it wasn't like a deal breaker, like, but it was like, "Mm, this is I I need something now to to wash this out of my mouth. So I would not recommend Zuma juice. And it's interesting because I feel bad because they gave me, quote, a free you know bottle blender. But I use that bottle blender now to drink the other two. Now, organic greens is interesting because it's cheap. I actually bought it at Walmart. And again, the taste of this was actually like, that's kind of yummy. But here's the thing. Even with the shaker bottle and the second day I was drinking this, I said, oh, I'll, I'll fix you. And I threw it in my Ninja blender thing and whipped that bad boy for a good 20 seconds. And no matter what, the last swig of this stuff, you're going to be doing the whole, I need to lick my teeth because I feel like I have sand on my teeth kind of thing. And so it's not, now that's not a deal breaker, but it's always like that last mouthful is kind of like, mm, yeah, okay, home. Mm. Organifi seem to mix a little better, but it's also twice, more than twice the price. Now, Organifi also has this stuff, and this is where Alice, who's one of the logical losers, pointed out that uh, the Organifi has this thing called, and I thought this was a country, Ashwagandha. Because I could have sworn I heard on the news like rebels today invaded Ashwagandha, but it's not. It's an herb, and it's got this whole. This is from uh, Chopra dot com, and it says Ashwagandha, one of the most powerful herbs in Ayurvedic healing, has been used since ancient times from a wide variety of condition and is well known for its restorative benefits. In Sanskrit, Ashwagandha means the smell of a horse. See, I don't know if I would put that into the like pamphlet. This means the smell of a horse. Now, Alice would love that. She loves horses, but me, mm-mm. Uh, indicating that the herb in, imparts the vigor and strength of a stallion and has traditionally been prescribed to help people strengthen their immune system after an illness. Ashwagandha is frequently referred to as Indian ginseng because of its rejuvenating, rejuvenating pro- properties, even thought botanically Ginseng and ashwagandha are unrelated. So why would you use this? It's supposed to help with stress, fatigue, lack of energy, and difficulty concentrating. 
And then, uh, let's see, medical researchers have been studying ashwagandha for years with great interest and have completed more than 200 studies on the healing benefits of this botanical. Some key examples of the healing effects of ashwagandha, I cannot say that word right that many times, uh, immune system, it helps combat the effect of stress, we already said that, improves learning, memory, and reaction time, reduces anxiety, depression without causing drowsiness, helps reduce brain cell degen- degeneration, stabilizes your blood sugar, helps lower cholesterol, offers anti-inflammatory benefits, contains anti-malarial properties, and enhances sexual potency. Exactly. Bow chicka wow wow. All right, so of those three, I think I would I can handle licking my teeth clean. Uh, I've been drinking organic greens. I think it has, again, the price to me, I'd have to really dig into Organifi. And it may just be that Organifi is that much better for you. It has more stuff into it. It is interesting that half the ingredients on these things, they rarely explain exactly what it is. It's like, it's got mugugasha bakika. And you're like, is that good? I don't know. Or they'll say it has uh, antibodies and it's got, it's like drinking 37 veggies and blah, blah. And like, okay. So it's kind of hard to compare apples to oranges. If you're just going by price, this is that. I just know I'm not cleaning the the uh, the juicer anymore and I'm getting the benefits of that. So if you've got it in the budget, you might look into this. Uh, I'm definitely, uh, oh, oh, so. I have that. And then I was thinking, well, you know, I need to buy something from Thrive Market. I've been talking about them. They gave me some, they gave me access to the website. Here's the deal for you. If you go to thrivemarket.com slash LWL, you get 25% off your first purchase, plus free shipping and uh, a free 30-day trial. So I wanted to try something. This is kind of outside the uh, the realm of green goo. But I found this stuff and I just thought, this sounds kind of cool. It's called Chocolate Well, it's from a company called Garden of Life Chocolate Raw Fit Protein Powder, and it's geared for weight loss. So it kind of helps battle cravings, things of this nature. And uh, I saw it and it was like retail $47.99 and at Thrive Market, it's $33.59. So you basically save 30% off. And I was like, wait a minute. And sure enough, I went over to the Garden of Life website and it was, it was $47.99. And so they're not making up these prices. And the way, if you're like, wait a minute, how do they sell it that quick? Well, number one, uh, that's where you pay the yearly fee. You get the the 30-day trial to see if you like it or not. But there is a, a yearly fee and everything else is dirt cheap. So it's kind of like almost like the Amazon Prime kind of deal where if you order enough stuff, it really does pay for itself. So I'll be uh, giving you a review on Garden of Life Chocolate Raw Fit Protein Powder in the future. So... Enough of the green goo and the chocolate and the protein and things of that nature. Uh, but uh, I'm trying different things because I realize as I look at these recipes, I don't recognize half the ingredients. And so I'm just trying to put healthier things, more nutritious things into my body. All right. Every now and then I like to share a story of success. I found this on Spark People and it's pretty amazing this guy weighed 524 pounds. He lost 300 pounds in two years. And they say at um, at 46 years old, Greg struggled, struggled with sleep apnea 
edema and back trouble too big for the shower. He was forced to wash off in the sink. When his stomach got stuck underneath the steering wheel of his truck, he knew his health and his life were in jeopardy. It was then that he quit his job to focus on losing weight. That is not something everybody can do. He said, I used to see all these commercials, lose 20 pounds, lose 50 pounds. And I would think it would take me forever to lose that much. He says, with such a large amount to lose, it uh, would have been easy for Greg to turn to weight loss surgery or fat diets. Or instead, he opted for the old fashioned way of, you guessed it, eating right and exercising. He says at the beginning of his journey, he could only walk about 50 feet without stopping. He said, I started by driving to the local Walmart, walking halfway in and then turning around and walking back to my truck. Every day I would go up there and walk. Eventually I would walk around the entire store three or four times and became known as the walking man of Walmart. Today, Greg walks eight or nine miles every day. In one community post, he confessed to having somewhat of an obsession with his newfound activity. I walk before breakfast. I walk while I eat my breakfast sandwich. I walk before lunch. I walk after lunch, before and after dinner. And as I'm typing this, guess what? I'm also walking. Uh, For an extra uh, fat-burning boost, Greg supplements his daily walks with strength training three times a week. One simple workout might include seven sets of 15 reps with dumbbells, five sets of 15 reps of lat pulldowns, five sets of 15 reps of triceps extensions, and five sets of 15 reps of front chest pulldowns, better known as lifting weights. Meanwhile, Greg's diet underwent a complete overhaul. Shocking. He cut out all simple sugars, eating primarily protein and healthy fats, limiting his carbs to 50 grams per day. There's that carb thing again. And to drinking only water. The, the uh, To kickstart the weight loss process, he stuck between 1,500 and 1,800 calories. That is not easy to do. Uh, my goal is 1,800. I rarely meet it. And he says, and uh, he tried to burn around 3,000 calories. Again, not easy to do. But remember this, this guy quit his job. I don't know how you do that. How do you then, I don't know. Wow, okay. Uh, He often eats chicken for breakfast on wheat bread or Cheerios with 2% milk and a cup of peaches. Lunch is often salad with baked chicken and a low-fat ranch dressing. Dinner might be baked fish, chicken, or pork chops with steamed veggies and cashews. Some of Greg's healthy snack choices include celery, hummus. That is one thing I still have not jumped on the hummus board. Fruit, almonds, low-sugar peanut butter, or a protein bar. Some of his taboo foods include pizza, tacos, and fast foods. He says, if you have to drive through to get it, I don't eat it, he says. So, I'm with you. There isn't really anything good coming to you from the drive through window. He says, after two and a half years of hard work, Greg has gone from 524 pounds to 220 pounds. His 64-inch waist was down to 36 inches, over two feet of circumference. He's, wow, he lost two feet. Um, That's like a whole Backstreet Boy. The first thing Greg noticed was his soaring energy levels. Suddenly he was able to do all things that he seemed impossible before, like doing yard work, cutting the grass with a push mower. His sleep problems and back pain disappeared. Shocking. And when he climbed into his truck, there were a whole two feet between his stomach and the steering wheel. Instead of shopping at specialty shops and paying outrageous prices, Greg can buy his clothes at, as he calls it, normal stores, and he fits perfectly in everything. That said, Greg does have an underlying worry about whether he's exercising enough to counteract his calorie intake. Uh, In a way, his old obsession with food has been transferred to exercise and weight. So, 
His top nine, as we wrap things up here, for losing 100 pounds, pay close attention to your portions. He says, uh, if you eat too much of anything, you won't lose. Number two, eat what fuels you. He goes, after losing 300 pounds, one of Greg's most surprising discoveries was that food simply wasn't the important, wasn't that important anymore. He now lives by the motto, eat to live, don't live to eat. He says, I know junk food tastes good, but after you eat and you're full, does it really matter what it was? Number three, find a support system. And of course, they're going to throw in, he's leveraged Spark people as a way to keep him accountable. But hey, it's a great site if you don't mind a lot of advertisements. He says, everyone has been very supportive and very inspiring. Uh, Number four, get creative about beating cravings. He said he struggled with cravings for the first few months of his journey to keep hunger at bay. He ramped up his protein intake when he felt like he really had to have junk food. He would pick it up at the grocery store, walk around with it for a while, and then put it back on the shelf. That's interesting. By the time he got home, the craving would be gone, and he enjoyed the small victory of not buying the junk food. He says, in two years, I've had a piece of cake and a donut. I see other people eating that stuff, and it doesn't bother me at all now. Uh, Give it some time, and things like that won't bother you either. Number five, don't fall for the get-thin-quick schemes. He cautions against ads and commercials, hawking expensive meal plans and fad diets. He says, just cut out junk and simple sugars and eat meat and vegetables. Number six, don't deprive yourself completely. He says, enjoy some guilty pleasures every now and then, because if you don't, you'll find yourself giving in and giving up. He says, and remember portion control. Eat a piece of cake or ice cream, but only a piece or a cup. Small at that and be done with it. See, that's to me... I don't know if I agree with that. I understand that if you completely cut out everything, you get resentful of your diet. I just know that one piece can lead to five. Number seven, stay consistent to succeed at three uh, digit weight loss. You've got to keep going to see results. You can, you can't do a little here and a little there and go back the old ways and then start all over again. He says a number eight, don't overdo it. He says, Greg is no stranger to overtraining. He talked about feeling lighthearted and fatigued after walking nine miles for seven days in a row. Nine miles. Holy cow. He says, along with uh, three days of weight training, while only eating about 1,500 calories a day. Yeah, let's not. Wow. No wonder you felt lighthearted, buddy. He says, I've become obsessed with walking off everything I eat. I guess I don't know when to quit. So says, although his official weight loss journey took two and a half years, Greg says that in a way it has taken his whole life to lose 300 pounds. Um. He says, if it looks like you can't make it, look back and say, I'm a lot further than I used to be. Don't give up. Keep pushing. There will be good days. There will be bad days. And once you start losing the weight, there will be a lot more good days. So I'll have a link out to this article where you can see he is dramatically different, as you might imagine. 200 pounds makes a difference. I mean, the one picture, he's got like five chins. It doesn't even look like the same person. He also shaved off his beard. That helps. But I'll put a link to this out in the show notes. Again, if you go out to logicalloss.com slash 334, you will see everything. And last, of course, I want to thank all my awesome supporters. And that would be Nikki, Alice, Laura, Kevin, Chanel, Julianne, Luther and Cheryl. Thank you all. Go over to LogicalLosers.com. That gets you access to our private Facebook group, a little behind the scenes of what's going on with the show, as well as we all just kind of help each other and say, that a boy. And Alice, I hope you feel better. Alice had a tumble and holy cow, she was showing pictures of uh, different bruises and stuff like that. So get well soon. And I'll leave you with my favorite Jillian Michaels quote, which of course is, why are you choosing failure? Because let's face it, 
the wrong choices lead you down that road when success is still an option. Take care. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just to die it. Thin. Won't tell you lies. Thin. I won't smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to All right. I got to tell you, this was a rough episode and I'll explain why here. Uh, I was married to an alcoholic for 10 years and I recently moved from Cleveland back to Akron and a friend of mine that I've known since high school uh, gave me a call and she is a flaming alcoholic. Like I can't even understand what she's saying on the phone and she kept calling me and calling me and calling me. And so if today's episode sounded a little disjointed, it's because I would be in the middle of recording and I'm trying to hint that she needs to sober up. And I just wanted to say, if you are a person that is drinking to forget or using alcohol for medicinal purposes to help kill pain, whether that be mental pain or physical pain, that's just a bad path to go down. It really just is. And, um, I just want to throw that out there and there are tons of different ways you can get help, but do it for yourself, do it for your kids, do it for your parents. If they're still around, do it for your friends and family, but it will not be easy, but you will be a much better place on the other side of sobriety and you can do that. So I, uh, if, if that's you reach out for help because there are tons of people especially your friends and family who would love to help you get sober. So have a great week.